0: in the book of Joshua chapter 3 verses 1 through 6 and I want to preach for just a few minutes on the subject of sanctify yourselves Joshua chapter 3 verses 1 through 6 then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan he and all the children of Israel lodged there before they crossed over So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Say go after it. it. Say it again. Go Go after after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure. Do not come near that you May know that way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Say that with me. You have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves. Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant. God add a blessing to the reading of his word. If you were here last week, we talked about Joshua, and we talked about Caleb, who was one of my heroes of the Bible. In that verse uh, that we really concentrated on, God was encouraging Joshua to maintain a strong and a courageous attitude. You see, there is just something about having the right attitude, about having uh, strength in the Lord. And how many knows that God can give us the strength and the courage that we need in this day to face the things that we are facing? And as we read that together, they were preparing to enter into the promised land. But they must trust God's word. How many knows that it's not always easy to trust God's word? Uh, That sometimes the circumstances uh, look like uh, they're too much. That there's no way that anything could happen that would make a difference. But if we would learn to trust God's word, then I believe that that is not true. And now we see Israel. They are on the brink of the Jordan River. This defining and dividing line between the wilderness and the promised land. And to complicate the matter even more, the generation before them had refused to follow God and they were relegated to wander in the wilderness for over 40 years. Dying off just short of God's intended destination. How many believe with me this morning that God has an intended destination for us? That God has plans, that God has designs, that God has a, a vision and a mission for us. But we do see also that If uh, this generation had been like the previous one, they would have stopped just short. And I want to tell you that there is no need to stop just short of what God has called you to do. Can I get an amen? Amen. You see, uh, God will empower you. He will give you the courage and the strength so that you can make it on this journey. Can I tell you that I'm not going to tell you something new here that this world can be difficult and hard to live in, and there are all kinds of obstacles, but God has given you the strength and the courage to make it through them, and not just survive, but thrive as a Christian in this world. And we see them here. They're on the the brink of the Jordan River, just uh, getting ready to pass over. And God does something that to me, at first when I look at it, I'm like, Uh, You're at the Jordan, just go ahead and go across. But he says, wait. I don't know about you, but I don't like the word wait. And he says, wait for three days, so not just a few minutes. Not just gather everybody up and, and get ready to cross this Jordan River. And by the way, the Jordan River, it's springtime the waters have uh, come uh, over those mountains and this river which usually is not very wide I've been there before it is probably close to one mile wide and two million people have to cross over it and he brings them to this place and he says wait how many of us would have a connection if we had to wait for three days for something to take place You see, there is a divine uh, time of waiting. And he says, wait three days. You see, I believe it was purposeful. I believe that they were supposed to sit in their camp and stare at this Jordan and say, man, I don't know how God's going to do this. How is this going to be possible? What is God going to do this time? You see, the previous generation had told them about crossing over the Red Sea and how God had made a way and and, and Moses put his rod over the Red Sea and the Red Sea departed and, and it was dried up and they came and walked across on dry ground. But they had not experienced that kind of miracle for themselves. So wait. This morning, if you are waiting on God, you're in a good place. Because God is faithful. And God will do what he says he will do. And so they wait for three days. Three days looking at this. Three days of wondering at this seemingly impossible obstacle. How is God going to do this? You see, I'm a firm believer that if the work that God calls you to do seems impossible, you're probably on the right track. Be assured that where God guides, He provides. If God told you to do it, He'll give you the provision and the ability and the courage and the strength to do for Him what He's called you to do. If God guides you there, if He brings you to that place, then He will provide a way for you. And sometimes, Oh, even though you don't like to do that? He says, sit back and watch me do what you could not imagine that I would do because I am a great, big, awesome, and powerful God. And sometimes, he brings us to that place to simply see will would be obedient to him. You see, the Jordan is representative of the place where we come to Face to face with our weakness and our helplessness, there was no way this nation of millions of people were going to cross over this Jordan without God's miraculous intervention. Jordan is the dividing line. Are we going to trust in God or are we going to give up just short of our destination? You see, it's our choice. Are we going to trust in God and allow Him to take us into the place and into the design and the plan that He has for us? Or are we going to pull up just short of where God intended us to be? If we're going to cross over into what God calls us to do, then we must be totally dependent upon Him. We can't cling to the past. Somebody say, uh oh. Can I just say this? Leave your past in the past. God brought you out of the past, and he doesn't intend you to stay in the past, and so get ready to move forward with God. You can't cling to the past. You can't cling to the world, and you certainly cannot cling to your own efforts. You must trust in God. You see... When we look at this chapter, and by the way, I read those first six verses, but I'm looking at the whole chapter. And when Joshua is preparing his people and the people of God to cross over, notice that he doesn't send the army first, even though it is a territory uh, that the enemy lives in. He doesn't send them first, but he sends the priest to carry the Ark of the Covenant. A visible representation of. God's presence with his people. He's with you. The Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. And and you see, Joshua knew that this was not a spiritual problem. It was not a physical problem, I should say. It was not a problem that he could solve with an army. It was not a problem that he could solve with his natural intellect, but it was a problem that must be done in the spirit of God. And God was in the process of making a way, just like we said, of moving the immovable, of crossing the uncrossable. He's in the uh, the, the, the habit of doing that for his people, and he simply says, wait and prepare yourselves for this. Sanctify yourselves. It's a spiritual battle, not a human or a natural problem. And God requires us to have a spiritual preparation. He says, sanctify yourselves. That word means to separate yourselves from common things and focus on the Lord and see that the Lord will do wonders among you. Now in our modern day, you don't hear a lot of preaching about sanctifying yourselves. It seems that we have come to this super grace period where everything and anything is okay with God. But it's not. You see, if you desire to move forward in God, then he has requirements upon your life. And he said, sanctify yourself. Prepare yourself. Set aside yourself that you might move into that place that God has called you to be. If you see, anything comes and anything goes is not a plan of God. He has a way. And he says, sanctify yourself. Look to you say, sanctify yourself. You see, he has a way of preparing us for what he is about to do. And a part of sanctification is getting our minds Right? And I tell you that we don't naturally walk around expecting God to do miracles. It's the truth. We don't really always walk around expecting God to do miracles. But when we set ourselves apart, it begins to raise a spiritual awareness. Whenever God has us pull ourselves away from this world, and when he has us pull ourselves away from the things that occupy us, and we begin to concentrate upon who God is and what He can do. Can I tell you, when you get your eyes on the world, you will begin to believe that God is able to do abundantly above everything that we could yeah. even hope or think or imagine according to Ephesians 3:20. You see, we must sanctify ourselves, set ourselves aside, become aware. Have an expectation that God still does the impossible. How many believe that this morning? See, God requires a sanctified, holy, set apart, consecrated, and devoted person. Will you and I ever be perfect? Absolutely not. But we can be set aside for God and for His grace. You see, God won't use an unclean vessel. He won't use something that doesn't bring him glory. and He won't use a person that isn't sold out to his purpose. He requires a vessel that is set apart. You see, God desires for us to be sanctified. And when we do, and we come into that mindset, then he said, then I will do miracles, wonders, among you. you may have seen God do miracles in your life. Oh, yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. But it doesn't come from living an unholy, undedicated life that is, isn't dedicated to the Lord. It comes, those miracles in our life come when we have set ourselves aside. For Him, how many want to be used by the Lord this year? You see, when we when we look at this, we, we can put ourselves in this place. And if we desire to see a move of God, if we desire to see our world change, if we desire to see revival, then we must uh, sanctify ourselves. We must repent and live right before God. You see, God's presence was manifest before them. The priests were instructed to carry the Ark of the Covenant. And go before the people. If we want God's presence and his power in our lives. Then we must be set apart. Pastor why are you saying set apart so much? Today we're having a baptism service. That sets you apart. There's about 10, 11 people in here that get baptized. And you've already made a commitment to the Lord. But this is a public confession. It is setting you apart that you are set aside for God and for his use. And you are being baptized into his body, but also into this body of Christ here locally to be used by God. You see, I get excited when I see people being used by God for the purpose that he has designed them to be used. God made you the way you are. You might think I'm weird, I'm crazy, I'm different than everybody else. Well, guess what? God made you that way, so just use it for the Lord. Set aside. Set apart for the glory of God. Look at your neighbor one more time and say, sanctify yourself. And then the people were instructed to watch for the Ark of the Covenant to move. Then they are to go after it. And I tell you, when I saw those words, go after it, something happened inside my spirit. It just kind of jumped. And I almost titled this sermon, Go After It. Because I think there, while God helps us and God sanctifies us and God uses us, there is a part of us that must go after God and say that I'm going to do this thing for the Lord and I'm going to go after it. Do you believe that this morning? I I believe that God wants us to desire him. He he said go after the ark. Is the ark. It is symbolic of the presence and the glory and the power of God. You see, God never designed you to be powerless. God never designed you to not have any glory in your life. Yeah. But when you go after him, come on, help him this morning. When you go after God, he said, I'll bring you into miracles. I'll take you into places that you've never been. You'll cross over into places that seemed impossible for you. And you'll do what only God could help you to do. You see, I want to tell you this morning, look at your neighbor and say, go for it. I'm going to tell my age, but Nike had a commercial... Way back in the day, it just simply said, just do it. Just do it. Look at your neighbor one more time and say, go for him. Go for God. Just do it for the Lord. Go after him. Pursue God. Notice it didn't say pursue the answer to how this massive group of people could cross over this overflowing river. Back just a few years ago when we bought the property, there were some naysayers. Let's just be honest. There were some people that thought this might not be possible. There were some people who didn't quite have the faith to believe. Can I get it again? It's truth. But whenever we set ourselves aside for God and go for it, He will help us to do beyond what we can imagine that is possible for us. The Bible says that nothing is impossible to them that believe. Nothing is impossible. Look at your neighbor and say, nothing is impossible for them that believe. You see, they were simply... To not have to figure out how it was going to happen, can I tell you that's a blessing? Do you know how many times people say, do y'all going to build out there, Pastor?" And I said, "I I don't know, but God's got it in control, and I'm simply going to pursue Him. And when I pursue Him, He will make ways and He'll move things that seem impossible, and He'll do what only He can do if I'll do what I can do. Go well, after Him." And when we do, he will make it possible. What was the answer for them? Two million people. uh, The chapter before, two spies had went across the Jordan and spied it out and saw that it was an awesome, beautiful place for them to go. But it is a different story for two million people to cross over this swollen river. The answer? Fourteen times in 17 (laughs) verses. It references the ark of the covenant of God. In his presence, all things are possible. What is the answer for us today? As we look as a church and as a community of believers? God, what is the next step? He hasn't told me yet. Has he told you? Come give me the secret in my ear. But I can tell you this much. It will happen as we pursue God. Look at your name and say, "Pursue God with all of your might." Go after Him. Believe that all things are possible for Him that believes. Go after it. Fourteen times in seventeen verses, the Ark of the Covenant is mentioned, and they're to leave a space so that they can see how to follow. God. There's some wisdom in that. In your life, God will put dreams and visions and desires in your life. He will. He he does that for us corporately and also individually. But don't get ahead of his presence and his leading. They were not to go in front of the ark. They were supposed to stay behind it. Somebody say, Father. That's one word we have a hard time with in this generation. Follow. Follow the Lord. Don't get in front of him. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Simply pursue him. Pursue him. Pursue him. He's here. He's with us with us he's making a way it's an impressive step of faith they're walking with God now I, I want to point this out first generation Moses stretches the rod out they walk across who had to have faith Moses this generation the priests have to get the ark pick it up, and carry it to the edge of the Jordan, and then not just wait for God to do it all, but to take a step of faith. I'm preaching this morning. You see, there's just a time that you have to take a step of faith and you have to go for it if God's called you to do it. And he said, priest, pick up the ark and go stand in the Jordan River. And if you'll stand there, I'll meet you there. And I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. And it will be possible because he is the God of impossibilities. So this morning I challenge you to stand? Wait on God to show you exactly how He's going to do it. That's good preaching right there. Yes, Pastor. good preaching. Don't wait on God to make it so evident to you. Just simply take that step into that place of the unknown and pursue God. I'm going to get through to you this morning. Pursue, you know, pursue God. Take that step of faith in your life. Trust him in the midst of that river. It, it amazes me that they're standing there in the middle of the river. And it doesn't tell us how long. You know, I, I, I would hope for them that as soon as a little toe touches that water, that it parts and the, and the river dries up and they're able to go. But it doesn't say that. It doesn't tell us how long. But when you're waiting, it seems like forever, no matter what. Have you determined? I'm going to do what God said. I'm going to take a step of faith, even to the point that I'm going to wait on him to meet me there. And I'm going to wait, and I'm not going to try to do it on my own. I'm going to pursue those your neighbors say, I'm about to round it up this morning. God said, do this. And it's not going to look like it has in the past. You've not passed this way before. But he didn't say you can't expect miracles along the way. He simply said you haven't gone this way before. And I guarantee you if you'll take a step of faith for the Lord, that he'll meet you there with his power and his glory, and it will happen because he is God, despite who we are. We must keep our eyes on the Lord. Be obedient to him, and our river of impossibility, no matter what it may seem like, will dry up, all because of who God is. And then at the end of this, after it's all happened and they cross over, God says, by this miracle, the one that I just performed, you will know that the living God is among you. Oh, that's good. And he will drive out your enemies before you. You see, God's miraculous intervention in the past is our assurance that he will do it in the future. I say this all the time when I'm preaching. If he did it before, he can do it. Yeah, yeah, you got it. If he he did it in the past, he can do it in the future.